Come on. Nick, are you ready? I think so. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Nick Peterson is the co-founder and director of strategic business development with Mastery Mode. It's an organization helping companies grow and scale. I'm excited to have you on. Nick, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Great question. Um, My personal life is pretty much my work. Uh, That's by design. I'm, I'm huge on, on personal preference and really building the life that you want. It just so happens that I want to do the work I'm doing. Uh, so interesting or interesting journey here. I started in fitness and I found that in fitness, people are asking a question, right? It's like the surface level question. I want to lose weight. I want to weigh this much. I want to look good naked. You know, I want to look good in clothes too. Um, and, and the more affluent and the more the, the, as I started working with more fluent people, they're a little bit higher. They think a little bit deeper. Um, I started realizing I asking a different question, which is, am I ever going to be happy or am I going to be okay? And so we started going down this like, what do people really want? Because they hit a number on the scale or they lift X amount of weights and then it's the next thing and the next thing. And it's like, well, what are they really chasing? So I went down this rabbit hole. And from there, we spun out a nutrition company with the same purpose. It's really like, Um, what do you actually want? And we use food as kind of a a vehicle for cognitive behavior therapy, right? And uh, through that process, got a ton of affluent people, specifically business owners, and they started coming and and through this conversation to figure out, well, what do you actually want? Well, does that make sense? Well, is that the way to to handle it? Like, is this actually getting you closer to the thing that you want? Have you even defined what you want? Um, This attracted a ton of, of business owner types, and uh, so my first three companies were in fitness, sold them all, and just kind of floated around trying to figure out, like, how can I help people figure out what they actually want? And I realized that there's a ton of ways to do it, and it's by, like, some people are focused on money, some people are focused on their body image, but, you know, everybody has the thing they're focused on. And if we can find a way to use that promise to get to the bottom of what they actually want – we can start changing their behavior to get, you know, to, to modify their behavior in a way that gets them closer to what they want. So, um, my first, the first company I started after I took about a year and a half off was mastery mode. And the reason being, I wanted the foundation of mastery mode is primarily, it's just built to help, uh, businesses scale. It's mostly operators, uh, have a phenomenal staff of operators and admins. And, uh, that was this is the foundation because then if i launch above a bunch of other companies or partner with a bunch of people uh, mastery mode is is the thing that'll allow me to plug people in and manage it and scale it so that that's what mastery mode is um so i started talking to all these people and i, I just gravitate toward these people that have something innovative something that will really change the world they are way too smart to talk to other people um, so they're, they're kind of in this place. They're in this place where they're, they're true experts, you know, PhD, CPAs, doctors, and they have this thing that could change the world and they're irritated because nobody will listen to them. Hmm. Uh, and I, I've just found a way to, to connect with them and say, Hey, look, this is helpful. And selfishly, it's going to help me too. Cause you're going to solve a problem that I have. 
And uh, so most of what I do now, I have I have six companies with six different partners, and they are all absolute world changers. Their intellectual property is just some like it, true world changing stuff. And I sit in a place where I get I get to spend time with them, and I get to learn from them. And my responsibility is say, okay, cool, you're technically correct, right? I get it. You have you can change you can change the world with what you have, but nobody's listening. What do we have to do? And we go through iterations and iterations and iterations of, okay, this is this is what we need people to do. You're a technician. Most of them have credentials, so they have to be technically correct. How can I develop language that gets people to modify their behavior in the way they need to modify their behavior to implement what you're saying? I don't have to be technically correct. I'm not an expert. I don't sure. have the credentials. And so it's 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 fascinating, um, and that's what I spend most of my time doing. And it's it's great because I get to spend a lot of time tinkering with, uh, actually trying out. Like, cool, I got this intellectual property, and now I get to apply it in my personal life. Uh, separately, I have a personal brand, just Nick Peterson, where people just watch me, you know, hang out with these experts and like try stuff. And so it, it's just uh, that's what most of my days consist of. I'm fortunate to be around some of the most intelligent people, you know, that like on the planet. And, uh, it's, it's been, it's been super interesting to find the commonalities and, and kind of bridge the gap between what people know and then what you have to say to people in order to get them to change their behavior so that they can actually get the, the things that they want out of life. Nice. I'm fond of saying that I'd rather be useful than brilliant. And that's sort of what sort of what you're talking about, right? It's like I can be the smartest person in the world, but if what I am sharing is not connecting, if it's not actually being used and influencing, then then it's it's not worthless. But something needs to change. So, do you think that that's your sort of unique ability is to be able to to sort of like the the genius whisperer? <laughs> yes, that, that's that's where I sit. And and the big thing is. The, a lot of these people, classically trained or not, right, academic or not, um, you can say a thing. And I'll, I'll go through this really quick. Uh, if, if you say a thing and it's with people like you, it closes the gap of uncertainty, right? So you can say, oh, yeah, that's going to lower your insulin sensitivity. And other doctors or diabetics go, oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. But if you say that same thing to somebody that is not like you, it increases the gap of uncertainty. Mm. It's actually – unhelpful because now we're confused them and now they're going to Google and now they're down the rabbit hole. So my question is always, okay, I know that you're right, but is it helpful? Is it closing the gap of uncertainty so that people, people won't move without, if they don't have certainty. Um, so that's always the, when you come, if you go through my email list and all this stuff, my, and, and my big message is, do you want to be right? Because it's tough. That's like fitness professionals trying to impress other fitness professionals or accountants trying to impress other accountants or, you know, authors trying to impress other authors. And like that's very different than being useful to the reader or being useful to your client. Uh, so that, that's the question. That's the gap that I'm always trying to close is, is this useful? Sometimes I get feedback and, you know, the audience goes, I still don't know what to do. I say, okay, cool. Another iteration. What about this? What about this? And we're just iterating to – to, to be as helpful as possible because we already know they're right. You know, the, 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 the technicians, we, we know they're technically correct. How can we make them more helpful? 
How are you finding these 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 technicians? You have six companies with six different partners. Yeah, interestingly, I have forty two private clients. So these are for whatever reason don't have equity or uh, that sit in the same boat. Originally, I took a year and a half off of owning anything, and I said I made a lot of money at the time, but I never learned how to advertise. So I said, I'm going to go to these internet marketing masterminds. I'm going to learn how to advertise. and I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> Did not happen that way. Um, I don't fit in that cookie cutter, you know, paid ad, phone call. Like, it just doesn't work for me. But I joined them all. I probably spent $300,000 on masterminds in a year. And in those masterminds, every one of them had one or two people that were in the same boat. They world-class doctor, made a million dollars in their practice, but they wanted to jump over to internet land. And so I was in all these masterminds, I probably got uh, 15 or 20 connections that we just were like, hey, we're more, we are more like each other than we are like all those people. And uh, when I started Mastery Mode with one of those people I met, we said, we need a little bit of funding, right? Let's get some funding and Right when I said, okay, I'll find a way to get some funding, I got a phone call from another one of those members in a different mastermind. And she said, this isn't working for me, but I need a coach. So I'm going to, maybe I'll try it again. And I said, don't try it again. What are you going to pay them? She said, uh, 36 grand for the year. I said, look, give me $36,000. You could have my, you know, you could have my phone number. Just call me. I'll spend as much time with you as you need. So she agreed, and I got a phone call from about five minutes later. Said, "Hey, what are you doing with uh, her name's Mallory?" So, what do you do with Mallory? I want in. So, okay, cool, three grand a month, twelve months. And I got another phone call, and by the end of the month, we had thirty-three people in this mastermind. And so it was very much word of mouth, and it has stayed that way. I just they just keep making introductions. Uh, Dr. Jeff Spencer was introduced to me by somebody, actually my partner in the in the mastermind. Dr. Jeff Spencer makes introduction. It's just word of mouth. Um, there's something about, hey, there's finally a place for people like us. And they just keep they just keep coming in. I keep talking to them and it's been uh, you know, one or two things went right at the very beginning, right place, right time. And uh, the rest is kind of taking care of itself. Nice. So finally a place for people like us and people like us are brilliant human beings that don't necessarily that are trying to get better and optimize and and and, and grow their influence but yeah there there's three things they have in common This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy if you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. One is they aren't willing to say the things that they're being told they have to say in order to advertise. Hmm. Right? The big promise, the you know, the guarantee like a true technician knows I can't make that promise. So they feel very uncomfortable with that. They do not like the second thing is they don't like the pain-based marketing and selling and you know picking up the phone and trying to ninja people into buying stuff <laughs> because they're, they're truly concerned about helping people and so there's they're they're not particularly good at like phone sales 
and the third is it's it's on my website it's a big right at the top it's just it depends they live in a world it's it's difficult to to market and to advertise the way that most people do to mass market because what they know is that it depends there's there's i don't know the answer until we do like a diagnostic and we get to know you we, you know like there's a lot of things that you can't just throw in a webinar uh, those are the three things is they're just they don't have this uh, this you know the mechanism plug in these emails and make a million dollars they're they think at a high level and, and everything's custom and it always depends and there's a lot of things they do like unconscious competence that they don't know they're doing so you know just like making a course is maybe down the road but there's just so many things they do as technicians that they don't know they're doing so they can't teach others to do it um, that's the three commonalities and they the the fourth being they either feel like they're missing out on something by not you know being on the internet uh, and the thing they're they're missing out on I think is uh, impact really want to make sure they're helping as many people as possible yeah they think the internet's just too powerful a thing to be ignoring but when I try to do something with it it just I I, 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 I can't figure out how to make it work so yep uh, yeah, they feel Exactly that. In order to to help people on the internet, I have to pretend to be somebody I'm not, mm. which isn't true, but that's you know that's what they've been taught, and that it's a place where they're like, do I, what do I do? Do I be who I am, or do I be somebody I'm not in order to have a bigger impact? And it's it's a there's a little bit of a it creates a little bit of dissonance. Yeah, I I am such a fan of Seth Godin. I don't know if you read his books or follow his work, but yep. it's that whole people like us do things like this, and the idea that that I'm not I'm I'm not for everybody, but I if I can just find the people that I am for, and so yeah, hand to hand referral based, you're going to do that. But how can you also utilize the internet to do that? Really, that 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 same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and. It, it's a really powerful thing. I, I love Seth Godin. It's a really powerful thing that people like us, you know, do stuff we do because there are more people like us than we could ever serve, right? So by being ourselves, we are not we are not limiting the amount of work, the amount of money, the amount of impact. Like there are so many people that are quote unquote like us. And so it's just about understanding how to how to reach out to them and how to communicate with them and how to attract them. Uh, no need to be somebody else because like I said, there's, there are more people like you than you could ever possibly serve. So just, just focus there. Isn't that interesting, right? It's like for whatever, if, if it we're so conditioned somehow to think that we need to fit this mold of the internet sales per or whatever, really, really everything you've been talking about, which is just, it couldn't be farther from the truth, right? Cause there's, <laughs> Um, might be a scary thing that there's a million people just like you, Nick, or just like me, George, you know, uh, and if we're, we're showing up the way that we actually are, that's how we're going to do our best work. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just think there's, uh, that, that's probably the most powerful thing it takes. It's a really easy thing to say. Yeah. I can tell you working with these people, it takes a lot of, you know, it, it takes a long time to, a little bit of Dunning Kruger, I think, where you know, they don't, they don't always realize how brilliant they are, so they're doubting themselves, and it takes a long time to realize that 
um, especially for smart people that like you, you are what you need to be in order to do everything that you want to do. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. Uh, smart people, you know, intelligent people tend to get in their own way quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different of a process working them through that. Is it also that, uh, going through the process we were talking about right at the beginning of helping people find out what they really want. Is that something you're also going through with these folks? Yep. hundred percent. There's quite a few that say, I'll just give you a quick example. Um, and I'm talking about business owners, but this is true for anybody is what really matter. Like I just talked to somebody said, what really matters all that matters is that we have this much money in the bank pay for, you know, I got two kids pay for the college, yada, 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 boom, boom, boom. And also, it's really, really – so therefore, I need to have a course and I need to do marketing and all this stuff. And we can zoom zoom out and say, like, just look at some numbers. Like, you actually don't. You're actually on track to reach all of those things just the way things are in a timeline that is appropriate. So a course and paid advertising, you're actually introducing risk that is unnecessary. Right, so once you understand where somebody's at and where they want to be and a timeline that's appropriate, a lot of times you can realize, yeah, you're you're all, like you just keep doing what you're doing. It's really more about removing the risk than adding more stuff. Adding more stuff increases the risk. And without the without really understanding what somebody wants, it's impossible to tell when it's appropriate to take on more risk or spend more time or, you know, when when do we focus on mitigating the risk? So that that's probably the most important thing um, because it – what most people want, they could have – most of these people in particular, they could have what they want their life to look like. When you really think about – forget your business. Just think about your life and think of your business as a tool to, to get you there. Most of them could have almost everything they want right now. They just keep being told you need a course and you need to write a book and you need to do this and you need to do that. Um, and none of that stuff's actually getting them closer to what they want. They're serving other people's priorities. And so it, it's really getting clear on, you know, what are your core priorities? What are the things that no matter what have to go right? And what are preference priorities? What are the things that would be nice to have? And make sure that every action we take is getting us closer to the things that we want, not the things other people told us we should have. And that's really the guiding – that's the guy. That's how we get them off, you know, chasing shiny objects is we kind of have a, like a North Star where we say, you know, I think I want to be famous and speak on stage. Like does that get you closer to what you want? And if not, if, if we can look at it and say that doesn't get you closer to what you said you want but you still want to go speak on stage, maybe we need to gut check what your priorities actually are. That's fine too but like – you know, let, let's just make sure that we're, we're being honest about where we want to be and every decision we make is getting us closer. And that eliminates about 99% of decisions. It's pretty simple at that point if we can if we can get the destination correct. It's got to be you having sort of figured out this, this, this process and then the recognition for these people once it sort of clicks for them, such a liberating thing to cut through the BS and and the noise and really to get back to that true north 
um, when you are making decisions about how to spend your most valuable resources, you know, your time, your attention, um, mm-hmm. it's got to just be uh, awesome. <laughs> it's it's great to see, you know, when the light bulb goes off, and it's great just to see because the question everybody's asking, going all the way back to the beginning, you know, everybody's asking the same question, am I going to be okay? And when we have that question, we have – it's anxiety, which is um, uncertainty and powerlessness. And as long as we it, – it's like driving around without Google Maps in a town you don't know. There's a little bit of anxiety all the time because did I miss the turn? Did I not miss the turn? What Google Maps does is it gives you the certainty and the power over the outcome. You could choose toll roads, no toll roads. You, know, you have the certainty because Google Maps is never wrong. And you have power over the outcome because you can change the destination and you can kind of see where you're at. And so that's what we're doing is we're giving them we're – we're driving certainty up. We're driving power over the outcome up and anxiety down. Now they can enjoy time with their family. Now if they do have to work, at least they know they're doing the right thing. Um, and they sleep well at night. So it, it's just the whole quality of life goes up and they stop procrastinating. Because the, re- the reason a lot of us procrastinate is we see this task list and we're like, oh, man, I used to be able to do this. But five years ago, I'd knock this out. And now I'm just refreshing Facebook over and over. Like, what's wrong with me? Am I getting old? Uh, the reality is most of the time, they just don't really understand why they're doing these tasks. They know they can do them. But is it really going to get me, you know, I'm going to finish these tasks and then what, wake up and do it again tomorrow? Once they know first, once they have certainty over the outcome and power over the outcome, Motivation skyrockets because they can be sure that when they get these done, they're inching closer to what they want. So it's just a really, it's a really powerful framework, and uh, it has its problems like everything else in the sense that our priorities change over time. So that's that's the dynamic complexity is what we actually want does change over time. I love it. That makes sense, man. Well, Nick. Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Difference-making tip. Sit down. And this is not it's, – it's, it's not a popular one. Um, <laughs> sit down. Think about what you want life to look, at, look like and prioritize, meaning one, two, three. This is the most if – the, if nothing else happens, as long as this one thing happens, I'm going to be okay, Right? Get clear on that and gut check yourself and make sure that's what you actually want. That is probably the most important thing that anybody could do. Otherwise, you will keep chasing more. And what that is is it's like trying to run further faster. The only way you can find out how fast and how far you can run is to blow yourself up, which is what most entrepreneurs and people are doing, right? So really get clear on the priorities and make a commitment the way you can gut check is you go one, two, three. Are you willing to put all your time, effort, energy into number one? And if not, it's probably not your number one priority. And I, I would just go through that until you are clear on, look, if nothing else, as long as this happens, that would be okay. Uh, that, it just makes everything a million times clearer. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Uh, fastest path is probably just the website, nickpeterson.com. 
Um, I throw some articles up there. I do a daily email. So the whole the whole website's designed to get you up into the email list. Uh, I do a daily email and just uh, share what's you know I got all these all this stuff going on. I just write about it and send it out. Love it. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Nick your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to nickpeterson.com. That's N-I-C-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N.com. Get signed up for that daily email and start to get clear. Thanks again, Nick. Appreciate you. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.